Welcome to Women Living Courageously. We are so glad you're here today. And y'all, I have a special treat for you. You get to meet a friend of mine that I'm just crazy about. In March, it was my joy to meet today's guest at a conference in Nashville. Her name is Latan Murphy, and we met over lunch with some mutual friends. We connected instantly, and I just knew you would enjoy meeting her as well. Welcome, Latan. We're so glad you're here today. Thank you so much. I loved you from the first hello. Yes, we just kind of connected, didn't we? (laughs) We did. It's just so cool when that happens. It is cool when that happens. I think that's what heaven's going to be like. We're going to walk up to people and have so much in common that our hearts are just going to be knit with their hearts. So awesome. So awesome. Thank you for having me today. Well, I want you just to share a little bit about you. So give us just a little short snippet about your life. Who are you and and what you do? And tell us about your family if you'd like to. I am um, a writer, a speaker, a teacher of God's word, and I love Jesus with my whole heart, soul, mind, and strength. I've been married to Joe Murphy for 38 years this year, June 30th, and we have three adult children and three grandchildren and two uh, in-law children that feel more like biological children than in-laws. We live in Nashville, Tennessee, and um, I love God's word, and I love what it brings to my personal life, how it helps me in my day-to-day, and so whenever you know something has been good for you, you want to give it to others, and that's what I hope to do uh, more and more with the rest of my life. I think that's great. You have now I looked at your website and I was amazed because you have a you have quite the spectrum of things that you do. So I read you're an event speaker, a vocalist, a lover of people, and a woman who loves strong coffee. <laughs> I love strong coffee and my strong coffee loves me. It jumps out of my cup on my blouse every time I drink it. Almost <laughs> my daughter teases me. <laughs> that's good. I think a lot of our listeners are, are coffee people too, so they'll be able to relate to you. It's, I thought we'd just talk about some of the things that you shared in your bio. So I, I know you're a speaker and you go to events. So would you tell us about maybe a memorable event or some an event you've spoken at in recent years that you just loved and tell us about why you enjoyed it so much? Oh, I love all of them because I love God's women. I just think I, ha- I have such a respect for women because of what they they persevere through how strong they are, how they don't even know the strength that they carry within them and the courage that they are capable of having if um, in any given moment. Um, and I, a funny story, I've had so many funny stories and so many fun things happened to me, but a hilarious story is once I was speaking up front and afterwards a lady came up to me and she said, you remind me so much of my daughter when you were up there speaking. And I thought, oh, that's a good thing because everybody loves their daughter, right? She said, oh, she said, poor thing. She had to have so many surgeries on her jaw and mouth. She said, why she had teeth growing from her sinus cavities. And oh, no. <laughs> I could not stop <laughs> laughing. I could, yeah. I was trying not to laugh in front of her, but my girlfriend that was with me had to turn and walk away. And then when we both sat down at the din- dining table, we could not pull it together because sometimes you just have to laugh because we've all said things that came across the way in a different way than we meant it. Absolutely. It was hilarious the way she said that. So that was her introduction to me. And I've had other hilarious things like that, but overall, it's just a beautiful thing when God's women are able to get away from their usual environment. I feel like ever since 2020, we've been missing that a lot and the gathering of 
retreats and and things like that it's it's geared back up now and it's so refreshing to me to walk in and you see the hunger for connectivity yeah you know I've noticed that too I've gotten to speak I, I love to speak to groups as well and the events that I've gotten to go to when the women will come have been so sweet it's like they missed it because for two years we didn't get together so that's right yeah I love that we're all getting together again that makes it yeah, a lot of me fun too. All right. So you don't just speak, you sing. So do you do them both at the same time? (laughs) Sometimes I do. Sometimes if, you know, the Lord gives me a song that ties in with the message that I might, um, you know, it depends. I want to always be honoring of the people who are bringing you in to speak. You, you want to ask what, what are their wishes? And sometimes they already have their praise team or they have people that are vocalists. And I'm so happy when that happens because then I can just focus on teaching, but I'm, I'm available. And I also want to use whatever God has gifted me with for his glory. So even though I would probably prefer not to sing, I will do that if the group asks me to. And sometimes even acapella, you know how when the Lord starts moving, you're speaking and maybe an old song comes to mind, like an old hymn or something that just means something to you or connects to what you're teaching. Then I'll break out into song or something silly. Yeah. But I think that's great that you're like a singing teacher or a teaching singer. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of nice that you're the, you, it comes together in one package. Uh, well, tell us this. There's so many. I love praise music. What are some of your favorite songs right now? Have you got something you love to sing or something you're listening to that you just think, man, that's the best music? I tell you, I've been listening to Brandon Lake's song, Gratitude, on auto repeat. If you've not heard it, go, go and listen. You'll understand why I've been listening on auto repeat. Um, I also love Lauren Daigle, um, Francesca Bestelli. I've gotten to know her mom since I've been here in Nashville. And I think when you, when you're able to put a face to people and you understand their family and where they came from, it makes you love the heart of what they do all the more. Um, I love we, the kingdom, they're, they're friends of ours and, um, Kane, the group Kane that's doing so well now they're really dear friends. And when you know that people love the Lord so much you understand when you listen to their music, how those songs came to be. Um, Because, you know, the Bible tells us that out of the overflow of our hearts, our mouth will speak. And that's music as well. So when you ask me, what's my favorite song, I would say all of those artists rolled into one and all of their music. All right. So you also mentioned that you love coffee and people, and these go together really well. A lot of times you need a little extra coffee with some people. Um, But I wonder what have you done since the world opened back up to reconnect with people? Because a lot of us are having to kind of get back out there or encourage ourselves to get back out there. So are you finding some things and some ways to to join the human race again? (laughs) Well, you know, I love hospitality. I love to have people in my home. And that was one of the hardest things for me, I think, when 2020 happened is because the the inability to have people in your home and then people being so at, uh, just not at ease at all when things open back up with, with coming over to somebody's house. Uh, it was interesting. Um, but I've tried to do that and have it maybe in the back, like on the patio area, do a cookout with, for the girls that I taught Bible study here in Nashville. And what a sweet time of fellowship opening your home ushers in. Um, people love that once they, once they let their guard down and they're, they realize that you just want to love them well with the gifts that God's given you and serve them coffee and whatever else you come up with it. And you don't have to even make anything. People appreciate you having them over and just 
buying a store-bought cake and serving it, you know, light a candle and serve the store-bought dessert and, you know, um, make the coffee and make the hot tea and just love people. I just think that's such a powerful ministry. And, you know, you probably have experienced this too. When I speak at these women's events, the common thread with women is they say, I don't feel like I do anything for the kingdom. I don't feel like I have anything to offer. And there is nothing greater than serving others. There's just not. And so I've tried to cultivate that. I want to do that more and more as time progresses, just have people in my home and ask the Lord, who would you want me to invite over? Maybe it's after church on Sunday, or maybe it's just a a random cookout or just for a cup of coffee and dessert, like I said. Um, And then also I've, I've really tried to intentionally meet up with some people out at a coffee shop. It's been nice. We're going to have to make ourselves, just like most of us have had to get out of our pajamas and go back to services in real life. Yeah, <laughs> I think yep. we're going to have to start inviting people over and start meeting people again because we need each other. There's something really sweet about being with other people again. We do need each other. Yeah. yeah. One other thing that I, I read about, and I know this from talking to you when we met at the Spark Conference in March, is that you're a writer. And I actually have a copy of your Bible study. It's called Courageous Women of the Bible. And it's wonderful. I've been reading. I think I'm through about five chapters. And when we met, our ministry is called Women Living Courageously. And I just thought, what a good combo. We need to collaborate. We need to get together and talk about this. I love that you were um, a courage girl. In fact, when I made my coffee before your interview today, I chose my coffee cup that says strong and courageous. There you go. I think that's just in honor of you. Just in honor. <laughs> Thank of you. you. Well, let's talk a little bit about the book because I I love the way that it's it's very practical and it but it's very to the point and it goes through these wonderful stories about women and women needing to have courage in Bible days. And so, tell me a little bit about what led you to write this book. Where did this idea come from? You know, I had been doing a Bible study just on my own, a study of Deborah, and I loved her. I just, the Lord just wired my heart literally to hers. I can't wait to meet her when I get to heaven. And I just really started out writing a Bible study about one woman named Deborah. And then um, Bethany House liked the concept and the way I had laid the book out. And they asked me to do 11 women of the Bible. So I had four months to do 55,000 words uh, because I had planned on one woman Bible study and ended up with the 11, but it, it was such a blessing and it grew me in so many places that I didn't even know I needed growth. And it broke me in so many beautiful places that I needed to be broken. And um, as I wrote it, I just really prayed for every woman that would experience uh, what I was experiencing, that she would really feel the Lord's presence as she looked at her own life in context and parallel to this, these women. Yeah, I think you've done that because when I was reading, like when I read the chapter on JL and the chapter on Deborah, I, I could relate and I could see myself in their stories. And so I think you've done a wonderful so job of, of relating a Bible woman to a woman of today. Thank um, you so, so who, much. Who is your favorite one? <laughs> Do you have a favorite after doing all that? Today, the woman that would be my favorite would be Mary mother of Jesus, because I just went to visit my boys in Virginia this weekend. And my oldest son is, um, you know, as I was writing courageous one in the Bible was the age that Jesus would have been when Mary, uh, knelt before the cross as her son was giving his life, not just for us, but for her, he was not just her son, but he was her savior. 
um, so I miss my boys today, especially much. So if you ask me that today, I would say, Mary, um, the Lord really opened the window of my heart to hers and just helped me to understand as a mother what she went through. That's good. And I think that's where your book is so good is it so relates. You know, people can just step right into the story and into the pages and say, hey, I get that. And I feel that. And I, I go through that and I need to hear those words. Uh, so it's very encouraging. If I can say one more thing about Mary, I I'd never thought about the fact until the Lord gave me this insight that when she held that baby in her arms, it it must have been such a um, conflicting just gamut of emotions because she was holding her baby, but she was also holding her savior, the one that she had long waited for her, her culture had waited for the savior that was to come and redeem the world. Um, So it, it just overwhelmed my soul thinking about all of those things that she must have experienced. We just never have looked at it that way. We see the manger and we see Mary there with her baby, but we don't step into it as a woman, as a mom, and as the giving up of oneself when you give your child over. There's so many women, like I met a lady today at Costco whose son died and uh, my own brother passed away way too soon. I watched my mother go through the grief of that. So it was really enlightening not to linger too much in this question here, but I think, you know, maybe there's somebody listening that is, has experienced a loss like that of a child. Um, And certainly Jesus relates and Mary, his mother relates. And one day you'll get to sit with her and she will definitely get to relate to you. Isn't that amazing thought? And I know you've probably gotten some feedback about the book. What else are women telling you about how the book has encouraged them? Well, there's a story in there about uh, Bathsheba. And I chose a few scandalous things like the, um, you know, the Song of Solomon, which, you know, some Christian communities would think, why are you writing about this? But I think it's so important because the world has taken the gift of sexual um, connectivity between a man and a woman and made it so perverse. And it was never intended to be that way. Um, so I think that, uh, you know, when I have a woman come to me, especially a single millennial with tears in her eyes and say, these were the stories that spoke to me the most. This met me right where I am. I, I have been abused. I have been defiled. I have been victimized. And um, that just makes me cry. Okay. So tell us where women can get a copy, because it sounds like this is for women of all ages, women in all kinds of places in life. So where is the book available? The book is available on Amazon and it's actually on sale right now. Um, And then you can also get it through Barnes and Noble, christianbooks.com. I think Target carries it. Tell our listeners how they get in touch with you. Where, tell us about your website, where you are on social media, that kind of thing. You guys find me at latanmurphy.com. That's L-A-T-A-N-M-U-R-P-H-Y.com. I would love it if you would go and subscribe today to um, receive notifications when I post something new. And if you do that, then you will have a chance to win Courageous Women of the Bible. I'm going to give away three books. I committed to um, giving away three Courageous Women of the Bible books. The subtitle is Leaving Behind Fear and Insecurity for a Life of Confidence and Freedom. And I think every woman 
is in process of doing just that. Um, I'd love to, for you to have opportunity to win one of those books. So go and subscribe and give me your, tell me where you listen to me on what show. Um, and I will be happy to do this for my friend here. All right. So if you want to win a copy or be put in a drawing, she's given away three of these books. You go to her website, latanmurphy.com, and you sign up. And in the sign up, you say, I heard you on Women Living Courageously. And I would love to have a book. And here's my address. Right. <laughs> that's how right. they, that's how they that's get right. in touch with you. All right. And that's wonderful. And the book is a great uh, I, I'm reading it in the morning as part of my devotions, and I just think it's a wonderful book about women of the Bible and how they relate to us today. And it's all related to courage. So it's a, it's a good read and a great Bible study, and I can highly recommend it. Well, I have a couple of final questions that I love to ask everybody. Our motto at Women Living Courageously is we are ordinary women, but we serve an extraordinary God. And so I want to ask you first, and I'll give you my example before you share, but how are you ordinary? Like, how are you a regular girl? And I, I will tell this one. I've not shared this, but I love to go. My daughter and I both like to go have our nails done. And that, that just makes us feel like one of the girls. So how about you? How are you just like one of the girls? Oh, I love to get my nails done. I love to, to be silly. I love to gather with a group of women and tell my most embarrassing moments and let them have room to be that transparent and tell theirs. I think it's important um, that we do that. I think yeah. that's great. Yes, that's a lot of fun. And I could see you doing that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. You have to be able to laugh at yourself. Yes. And absolutely. not take, take things so seriously and not take uh, what people say to you so seriously and not take yourself so seriously. I think we've all done plenty of that and we're exhausted from it. And, and by the way, you have a great smile and nothing's wrong with her teeth. You can't see her, but I just wanted to go ahead and get that out there. There's no bad teeth here. <laughs> so just in case people are wondering. That's funny. Isn't yes. That funny? Uh, well, let me ask you the second question. How has God been extraordinary to you? How has he amazed you in your life or recently? Wow. That is a big loaded question because we've been through so much. My husband had a 99% blockage in the Widowmaker in 2020. Um, my mother is going through Alzheimer's right now. Um, my best friend died, um, January 1st, 2021, unexpectedly. Um, I could list a whole gamut of things that God has been so incredibly extraordinary in my life, in my circumstances. That's when he becomes most real is when we, when life gets real. Um, he's just the sweet, ever present caregiver who cares for us in a way that um, no human can, because he knows us to our core. He knows what we're thinking. He knows what we're feeling. He knows what we're going through. And when it feels like nobody understands because he sees and knows all of those things, that's a wonderful place that we can experience his extraordinary power in our life, just the fact that he is there. He is with us. He is Emmanuel, God with us. That's such a good word. And he is with us. And, I, you know, I was just talking to somebody um, yesterday about how it seems like we find him the sweetest when life is the hardest. And it sounds like you've found so that true. to be true. That Oh, he, so true. Yeah. So true. And that, and that I'm always amazed that he loves me. He must laugh when I spill coffee down my white blouse. <laughs> I bet he shakes his head and says, there she goes again, wearing that white blouse. She knows she's going to spill coffee on it. 
But, I, you know, I think God just has a sense of humor. He wouldn't have created us if he didn't, right? Yeah, especially some of us. <laughs> I'm with you, girl. <laughs> I think Amen. he laughs at us quite a bit. I know he laughs at I me. Know. Yes. I'm so glad he does. <laughs> well, he he has a sense of humor, too. So I love yep. that. Yes. Well, this has been so good. And I so appreciate you coming and sharing a little bit of your story and your life and about your book with us. We are so honored and blessed that you are with us today. Oh, I'm the honored one. I I just think the world of you. I love what you're doing to spread the love of Jesus. It's so when I met you, that was one of the things I loved most is that I knew your heart was genuine. So I pray blessings over your ministry. Thank, Thank you. you so Thank much you. for this it's, invitation. Well, it's mutual. It is. And it's been sweet today. Before we go to our listeners, thank you so much for listening. We are so excited that our podcast is growing. New people are finding us every week. And be sure to take advantage of our podcast notes that include all the links mentioned in this episode. Also, please don't forget to follow and leave a five-star rating on your podcast player. It really helps us as we get this ministry off the ground. It also sends a message to Apple and Spotify and other podcast hosting services that this podcast is worth listening to. When you leave a review, you help more people to discover this ministry. Thank you so much. We appreciate you. And remember, we are just ordinary women, but we serve an extraordinary God and He dearly loves you.